0: and hello and welcome to another edition of the somerset podcast i'm your host jonathan fogler joined by two of the finest teachers on the planet earth maybe even in the galaxy i haven't had a lot of aliens on the podcast yet but you know we're getting to conspiracy theories later sure i'm positive so that's mr davis how are you doing today mr davis i'm very well very well i am doing amazing and then joined by you know numerous times guest Mr. Fawcett, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing fantastic.
0: I want to make sure I say it. I think I said you're the math teacher of the universe on one of the podcast Whoa, episodes or
1: that's right.
0: I, I did say that correct. Yeah. I didn't know if Davis wasn't in well, here for that so it's I gotta correct come that you said it. I don't know if it's correct information. Oh. So Mr. Davis, we'll start you just because you haven't been on the podcast before. Okay What do you teach? How did you get to Somerset?
2: Um, I teach geometry and principles of algebra. I got to Somerset because I finished my mechanical engineering degree, was looking for mechanical engineering jobs, and every one of them was seemed like the worst possible thing I could do. It just seemed like something I was not going to be passionate about. I always wanted to teach, and I felt like there wasn't going to be enough money. But I decided that uh, the money wasn't as important as being happy with what I'm doing. So now I'm here.
0: And what was fascinating is like so. In your job interview, I, I was in the interview I, and I was impressed. And I was like, I really hope you accept the job. I was actually worried that maybe you wouldn't accept the job because I was like, I could see magic because I knew you were in there with Mr. We Fawcett. Were both in the interview. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I, I know you were in there. I'm, and I'm people listening at home have to know that this is going on. And I know we are aware, but the people at home are like, wait, what happened? So in the interview, we had Mr. Fawcett representing the math department in there, um, and I just saw the ability. Like, if you guys work together. I thought, how oh, amazing, because like you obviously gravitate towards the math and science. Yeah. I think that same way, Um, the people that don't know you, how your brain works, that's the reason I created your voice, because you just do random numbers in your head. The first time we had a conversation, you did a simple math for you, a simple math in your head. I don't know what percentage it was, but you did it in your head, and that's literally where I started doing the voice for you being like a super nerd, but um nothing's wrong with being a nerd by the way that's awesome so (laughs) i don't want to offend you because you know how i feel about you yes you do are you 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 afraid of
1: saying this stuff to offend me which is
0: fine the the staff listening at home they know that your staff points like you are pretty proud of some of the stuff that you did
1: i didn't i wasn't aware that we could overwrite what people said on their confidential form at the beginning of the year <laughs> but apparently that stuff doesn't matter because admin will just fill in whatever they want the people to see on the points
0: uh, there seems like some hostility here for people listening at home we might have edited some of the points that he created
1: i mean if you're going to edit it at least use spell check before you oh because <laughs> people people knew that i didn't write that they were but, worried about him Uh, They were worried they said something.
2: Miss Wagner came up to him and was like, Are you okay? That so
0: much of this was misspelled I felt like it couldn't be you, but (laughs) So you're making fun of me and Mr. Esplin who helped me edit that document. We were on an airplane, just so you guys know. So we didn't have the spell check feature. Let me ask you this, though. This is a truth. I really do feel this way. Since we have spell check on the computer, I feel like my spelling has decreased. Like I might have like a 1% chance of spelling a word (laughs) correct anymore. I was typing in today expulsion. I spelled it wrong and I had spell check and I was like, that's crazy that I don't know how to spell expulsion anymore. Like it's weird how because of computers do you not feel the same way
2: no i i mean i've always been bad at spelling uh so spell check i don't know if it's made me worse but it certainly hasn't
0: made me any better Awesome. And then what about you? Oh, you're going to be confident with your spell. I see it in his uh, it eyes. It takes
1: me 43 <laughs> minutes on average to send an email because I read it like 18 times, so I don't misspell anything. So,
0: But do you spell check then? Doesn't it highlight uh, it? Or? I do,
1: but it's more like grammar. Have I said something in the way I want to say it? I wow. overthink stuff a lot.
0: Perfectionist. So. That And and so, like, people listening at home also, the parents that don't know this, you two are also, like, two of the snazziest dressers we have at the school. Like, if we ranked all the teachers by dress, like, you would be in the top three, you think, or? You would think, but then we did rank everybody, and I somehow didn't make the list. And wait, not... you didn't make a list? Yeah. I... What? Who? Wait, wait, wait. Who ranked Who? Uh, it was uh, Dr.
2: Wade, uh, Mr. Fawcett. Maybe Mr. Duford. Mr. Duford.
0: And Miss Magical. And then somebody else who I've never heard of. But who made the list of the top ones? Because I would put you in the top three for sure. It was sure. the superlatives that we all yeah, voted on. Voted oh, during, that oh, during funny, the Christmas Okay, yeah. That, but I think now, like, and I think also because you're new, people might not have known that, but mm-hmm. you for sure are in the top oh, three. I know. Oh, you, you, I I love that <laughs> Confidence. That's another thing. You two have an incredible amount of confidence. He's like He's very of them... proud of his wardrobe. Let's just put it that way. Because <laughs> you guys compete, right, like yeah. on everything, though, in life, right? So yeah, people listening yeah. at home and, and before we talk about the reason we brought you in, because we did bring you in for like something really special. But before we talk about that, like just highlighting like your competitiveness, you both took the ACT test again. We did. Just to see who was better.
1: It wasn't again. This was my first time. Yeah, it was my, oh, you've never taken the ACT? It was of our first time. Yeah. Oh, you never
0: took... So you mm-hmm. just took his...
1: We take the SAT out east for the most part. So I had
0: taken some practice tests, but I never had taken a full-length yeah. uh, ACT. And then you haven't gotten the data. We'll have you back on the podcast once you guys can brag about this. But Yeah, one of us is a little more worried about the results than Yeah, the or you won't be able to find one of us given how bad the data is. Because <laughs> it ruins our lives. Well, what, how do you think you did, Mr. Davis? Uh,
2: I think I did very well. I think uh, probably a 35 at the least.
0: At the least? At the least, yeah. People, I, I thought, like, I got a 32 when I, I studied a lot because I didn't want to take prerequisites. And for me not to, like, skip all the math and just take one math class, they said you had to score a 32. So I studied, studied, studied. I got a 32, and I was, like, so proud of myself. You're just getting a 35, and you're sure of this. I'm fairly certain, yeah. 36 let's, is a perfect score, right? Let's Correct.
1: clarify though. He's not talking about math.
0: If he gets a 35 oh, on yeah, math, no. it, <laughs> he will be out of a job. A
2: 36 on math is is uh,
0: necessary. Yeah. Yes. So you'll both get a 36 perfect score on the math. I would assume yeah. so.
1: Uh, I'm not super confident in the other subjects. I think I probably did better on all the practice
0: tests than I did on the real thing, but What were you scoring on the practice tests? 34, 35 composite. You you like I love that you guys work together because like you two are also Two of the most competitive human beings I've ever met. You are currently the push-up champion of our school. Ability to do 101 push-ups in two minutes. Um, anybody listening at home, try it. It is incredibly hard. I think I, last time I did it, I got to like 80 and my arms were out. I couldn't go anymore. But like in two minutes to be able just to push yourself that much, it's amazing. And then you also did the chest press challenge with the 75-pound dumbbells. How'd that go? Uh,
1: relatively...
0: Not good. <laughs> Relatively not good. How many did you get? Um, 12, maybe. 12 is good, It's though. about
1: half of what the top person got.
0: Yeah, I mean, we don't have to talk about the top person. I mean, I mean it's, if it's whatever. If
1: all you're concerned about is, like, chest pressing tw- 75 pounds, I mean.
0: Then it's over. Yeah. Well, no, we wanted it to go up in weight. We just don't have anything higher than 75 pounds. Yeah. A parent at home heard about this. Went home and grabbed 120 pound dumbbell presses and did them 25 times on a recording. This and is... then the student came, I unyondered them. They showed me the video and I was like, "Don't ever bring this phone back to school again." <laughs> <laughs> but it was oh, impressive. Oh, whoops! I accidentally <laughs> and, uh, did that. Uh, your phone is confiscated. You <laughs> unyondered it. It doesn't matter. They're out of here. Um, okay, so we do have to, because I know we're at lunch, so we only have a short amount of time for this podcast. The whole reason why we wanted to bring you guys in is because you guys are talking about an event that I think could be so special because it builds on math, but it also builds on an event, builds school culture, brings people together. So how would you explain this night that we're trying to put together?
1: Yeah, so uh, one of my favorite topics in math is probability. I think um, a lot of times in math, kids ask you, when are we going to use this? And my honest answer is you're not. you're gonna use the critical thinking skills that we're applying to this concept, but you're not gonna use Pythagorean theorem, you're not gonna use trig, You know, um, for for 98% of the kids that um, graduate, right? They're gonna move on to something else that's not math specific. But probability is one of those topics where regardless of what field you go into, it's something you're gonna use hundreds of times a day if you're taking the time to think about it. Um, So we're gonna start our probability unit in geometry when we get back from spring break And I had this idea to have kids build their own casino type games, um, and then kind of write a paper on the probability behind that game. So they're going to learn about probability for a couple weeks, then come up with a game idea, build a model, write a paper. Um, And then to kind of top this all off, we're going to host a a game night at SkyPoint, probably in the evening sometime on like a Friday. Uh, Kids can come. Um, you'll get like play money to play these games with, learn about the different odds, think about which game is better for you as the player, um, which games are worse for you. um, And we'll also have some prizes that we'll give out for people who uh, end up with the most, again, play money at the end of the night.
0: But yeah, I mean, that to me, I just think about like the, kids that are into math and the numbers and getting to a chance to actually play a game that involves this. I I also took the probability class when I was in college and they did it with cards. And it was like, here's a four, what are the chances that you now get and whatever it is. And you have to go and mathematically figure this out. And I, had such a struggle with that class because of like that. I still remember having to write down like, okay, this is whatever the probability one in fifty, whatever the amount of cars were like, this is the probability here. And then you had to like add all these things up. So I struggled with that, but do you guys feel like you have the advantage of any of these games because of how fast you guys can process the probability in your head? I think we
2: can figure out what games are going to be better. Like um, the other day, Uh, when we were preparing um, for this idea, uh, Mr. Fawcett came up with a game that should have been pretty simple, but it took us about an hour to iron out all of the probability and the different ways we could find it um, to know how good the game was. And I think uh, in general with games like that, we're going to be good at determining whether the game is in our favor or not but at the end of the day it comes down to chance we can't be better at the game because of knowing if we're favored or not like you're not better at roulette by knowing
0: that uh you're losing five percent of your money every time that it's interesting well because the two of you guys every time we talk about this i always think of the movies where like they go to mit or whatever i don't know was that based off a real story but like you have that ability to process fast even if you're Odds are not in your favor when you go there. You can still calculate your odds so much faster than an average human being. I know you can for sure because I've seen you do it where I was like, you just did a percentage in your head and I was like, oh my gosh, it's like talking to Rain Man.
1: Yeah, so there's different types of games, right? Like almost every game in the casino is locked in for the casino to have an edge long term. So the casino may only have a 2% edge, but when you run that game a billion times with you know millions of people that walk in that casino every year the casino is going to print money at the end of the day even though you know people here and there may win on the aggregate you know society as a whole loses um, and then there are some other games like blackjack where if you're able to count cards correctly you can you know sneak out like a one edge, and over the long run you can make money then there's other games like poker where you're not Playing directly against the casino, you're playing against other people. So in that game, which I, I play poker quite a bit, um, probability can be extremely useful, extremely, extremely, extremely profitable. Um, when other players don't really know when they should, you know, draw another card, when they should fold, um, you can actually make quite a bit of money playing poker if uh, you know the odds much better than the people you're playing against. But that's the only game in the casino. Where you play against other people and not directly against the house so it's the only game where you can win uh long term again unless you're counting cards and
0: blackjack but they'll kick you out for that so anyway. it, it would be true like a roulette reel if you put the ball like it wouldn't matter because it's always the same odds right yep.
1: yeah because it's
0: just put down there and it spins right yeah for
1: roulette it's strictly a game of chance um you don't you don't have any skill where you can control what you're doing. That's my favorite um, game. And then there's, and then there's- Cause so there's, you don't have
0: to think. No, it's because I like to watch. <laughs> it goes yeah. in a circle.
1: Games are, games are um, there's a range of chance versus skill. So you look at a game like roulette, all chance. You look at a game like chess, 100% skill. And then poker falls somewhere in the middle. Other board games fall somewhere in the middle where there's a chance aspect, there's a skill aspect. Mm-hmm. And the, the idea of a good game um, one that gets people interested is one that has a balance of both because you want people who aren't very good to win sometimes. So they keep playing, um, like chess, I will always lose against someone that's better than me. I can't get lucky and win, um, in a game like poker, I may lose to someone who's worse than me, like 40% of the time. So that gets them to keep coming back to play. Cause they feel like that, um, they have that feeling of winning, um, but long-term like
0: skill skill over Over the course of time they will lose right
1: but then games like roulette like you don't have any skill it's always going to be a chance every time you Mm -hmm. you know spin the ball
0: place a bet see but that's so awesome like but you're using this like math subject into practical matter speaking of chess though have you two ever played chess uh no i am not a chess player enough
2: for chess i i can't uh get myself to play properly i just (laughs) want the game to be over so I just when I explained it to game. my
0: wife the rules and I was like well the queen can move anywhere on the table mm-hmm. like I was trying to explain to her like all the different moves that you can make and like hey they can do any of the moves other than the L and I'm trying to explain this and then my wife takes the queen and throws it at my king and she goes game over and I realized <laughs> at that point we were never gonna play chess yeah. again because, because it she does won take and some she's now, now now that <laughs> <laughs> she brings that up all the time you don't <laughs> win for throwing the pieces at each other It's like she did whatever she wanted I said no hey, there's rules uh do you have you played anybody at the school in chess uh yeah
1: i was just gonna give a shout out actually i'm not very good at chess but uh tommy Trin, a student of mine is quite good at chess um we have a i have a prize wheel in my classroom and kids can spin it and win different prizes and he won two books uh one time and he used one of his books on like a chess theory book so he's uh he's an up-and-comer in the chess world that's pretty awesome uh, but he's he's better than me so if you think you're good at chess go
0: seek out tommy Trin.
1: And, or um, Duford.
0: I hear Duford is really good at chess. He might be. Yeah. And I've never, I've only seen him play students, but like I see the students in there and he's usually dominating the board and he's so humble. He's like, well, I know this is uh, It is actually a closer game than it appears. And I'm like, no, you've got all your pieces. He's got like three. It's not closer than it appears. You're getting destroyed, but he's humble. And then I realize it's because he's humble that he's not going to be bragging about these kind of challenges but this night sounds epic so the students are going to make these games they're going to come up with the concepts they're going to come up with the rules you guys are going to supervise and make sure that the actually game can be played Mm -hmm. see what the probability chances are i absolutely love this in the classroom I, i i go back to the entire podcast and like the vision that i have for the future of education and it's always about students being involved in their learning getting engaged getting excited this, and I'll be honest, like most of the kids that come into my office, when I say, hey, what's your favorite class? It's like 1% of the time it's math. But this is the kind of stuff I think that gets kids going like, hey, I'm excited about this because now there's an event. We're learning the stuff to go in there. And probability, I feel like, is such a high-level concept. And I know it's probably natural for the two of you guys. But when I was in college, I had to actually get a tutor. because I, Even though I did well on the ACT to not have to take the prerequisites – I kind of should have taken the prerequisites because yeah. I, when I got into that class, the first test I've ever in my life gotten an F on, I remember taking the test and feeling so lost that I've never felt that before where I was like, I think that might be right, and I turned it in, and it was no. <laughs> Pretty much all my answers were wrong, and I did all the homework. I did everything you were supposed to do, but I really struggled in math. Do you guys ever struggle in – like, we'll I'll start with you, Mr. Davis. Do you struggle in any class when you were in college?
2: Um, not for – uh understanding or lack of understanding i struggled in some of my english classes because i did not like writing papers but i can write a paper you just um yeah so any class i struggled in was just because i was lazy and not because i didn't know how to
0: do it which is probably worse i think that makes sense what about you do you struggle in anything mr Fawcett? uh
1: yeah for sure i think the kids when they look at you they're like you know all the math in the world you know you know everything, right? Because you're teaching us. But that's it's what like, I would assume no, talking I to just, you. I just I know like a drop in the bucket when it comes to all the math that's available. There's math. There's fields of math that I'm not even aware of. Like that's how complicated and how depth or how deep math. As a subject.
0: Well, like the math and science, and and it goes back to like you in the science field of this, is that some of this stuff gets so complicated. I was thought I had an understanding of physics, and I'm listening to this podcast, and they're talking about all these different theories, like string theory, Mm -hmm. and then I'm Google searching what this is. And as I'm Google searching it, it's just getting me more questions. And then Mm -hmm. I'm searching something else because they're using terms that I've never heard before. Mm -hmm. And then I listen to this podcast, and this scientist is talking about things. As if I understand what he's talking about. I don't even know if physics teachers would understand what this guy is talking about. And he's, act, and he's making jokes and laughing about it. He's like, everybody in, the, you know, in their doctorate program would know this. And I'm like, well, anybody else who's listening has no idea what you're talking about. And But like, I feel like it, there's such a – it's the same thing in history. Kids look at me and they think I know everything about history because I'm a history major. But I'm like, I know a little bit about a lot of the historical things yeah. that have happened, but I don't know the specifics. When I was in one of my classes, one of my doc one of the professors there, he was able to identify in the Chesapeake's everybody's name in the town just by talking. He was like, "Oh, and then there was the the um, blacksmith named," and he was talking about him, and I was like. How does he know? How does he? This guy's been dead for hundreds of years. How do you know this guy's name? But it just goes like that depth of knowledge of like what do you study? What are you interested in? What is your passion? I've been getting into interested in physics. Um, you know, it goes back to that scientific and the the conspiracy theories and all the things that I think are enjoyable to listen to, regardless, because that that was how I got into the physics because they were talking about the movement of that craft that the government said they were chasing and it was moving and they were like in this physics was trying to explain the laws of gravity and all this other stuff. And that's where I got my interest. But I'm like, I think that that's so fascinating because for me, it just sparks all these other questions that I still don't know. So are you staying in math or do you have a dream Uh, job of going to science or?
2: Yeah, I would. So the dream for me would be to, uh, do both calculus and AP physics. Um, that's very unlikely to happen. I will probably have to pick a department. Um, but I am interested in moving uh, to physics specifically at some point for science. I don't really want to do um, like biology or chemistry, but physics I am very interested in, yeah.
0: Yeah, that would be awesome to have somebody who is passionate about it. And then you could create like, I don't even know, because I I thought I had an understanding of it because I took it in college Mm -hmm. and now I realize I know nothing about it.
2: Like I have a friend who's a physics uh, PhD student. He's uh, actually gonna get his doctorate this year and um i understand physics fairly well but the deeper he goes into his doctorate program the less i understand anything he talks about he like once he got to quantum physics, I'm I'm out. There's there's no there's no quantum physics up here.
0: Well, it's funny you say – because part of the podcast, the guy was talking about what are these like laws, and he was creating these like, oh, there's these three laws. But one of them's really really uh, – it's pretending to be a law, and I'm like, well, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> like I don't understand where this – like I, I think you almost have to have a different level of a brain, which I know you both are capable of. Mine definitely doesn't go like that, but we are almost out of time. I have to bring this up since it's the first time on the podcast. We have some hard-hitting questions. Okay. And so I like to ask these questions. You know, there's only one right answer, but, I mean, I like getting on people so that they know. He's sure. Not, he's not going to
1: give the right answers. Let me just clarify that
0: ahead of time. I, uh, <laughs> let me, I'm getting used to getting the I wrong answers questions here. questions you're going to ask, and his answers are No. Correct. So best TV show of all time? Uh,
2: of all time? Yeah.
0: There's only one. I know. One. I know you want. This, you, I know right, you so. want like, me to say the office. That's correct. That's I, the right answer. Good job. You got it right. We correct. can move on to the next question. Right. Wait, no. Well, what, what? What is I, your opinion?
2: I have no idea. Like, there's so many shows that I've watched through the years. Um, you I asked know. you for the best one. Yeah. yeah.
0: That I don't keep track of. of Wait. What my favorite the is. younger, as the young, teachers get younger and younger, I know the Which office is no longer. I, I know I you're. I am
2: younger than everybody. He's not. That young though. Wait, how so
0: how old are you?
1: How old do you think I
0: am? I'm gonna say 26.
1: That's not even so close.
0: close. You're, you're how old is he? You're on.
1: over 10 percent away from his age. <laughs> I'll be uh 30 after spring break.
0: Really? Yeah. You do have a young. Both of you guys. Well, honestly, anybody listening at home, when I first met you, I thought you were younger than Shepard. And, and like, I, and then I found out that, no, no, like you're older than Shepard. I remember being shocked and I was looking at Shepard and I was like, are you sure you guys, I thought they went, I thought you two like (laughs) went to school together. Yeah. I was like, are you, do you not remember your age? Like what's going on here? I was like too much lifting weights. Um, uh, Okay. So the next question, if all of the acts, you watch action movies. Yeah. Okay. So all the action heroes fought like a Royal rumble style fight, who would be the best action hero?
2: Actually, are we counting superheroes as action heroes?
0: No. No. Why would we count superheroes? They're superheroes. Those well, some aren't of action them, heroes. Some, some of them do a lot of action. Um, Probably John Wick. That's a good one. I don't know if anybody's ever said John Wick on here. So. I don't think so. John Wick is actually the newer one. I it That movie, the first one I thought was good. It's all the same movie. It's the same thing yeah. with...
1: Did, is that Keanu Reeves? Did yes, it's Keanu John
0: Reeves. Yeah, that's a good pick. Like, hey, man. man. Yeah, I mean, it's got... I mean, he... It's definitely decent. I don't think it's bad. I love the first movie. All the rest are the exact identical yeah, movies.
2: I, I've seen the first one a few times. I've seen the second one once and I didn't watch the third yeah. one. Yeah, and, and they're all
0: the exact yeah. same movie. But the, um, it's the same thing with the Liam Neeson guy who's mm-hmm. like, I Take will it, find yeah. you. Take it. The first one I loved and yeah. then I was like – the second one I was like, where is this going? Are you just going <laughs> to kidnap people? He's bad at keeping track of his family. Like yeah. what is going on here?
2: And then but, the third one, he gets taken.
0: Yeah, out. <laughs> yeah. Like, I didn't even watch that one. I didn't even bother watching that one. <laughs> he gets taken. <laughs> All right. All right. So you said, do, what, do, you, do you think that's a good pick? I, I do think the Keanu Reeves is a good pick. So Keanu Reeves, well, John Wick goes up against Sylvester Stallone's Rambo. You think that he takes him out? I think he does. I think Rambo's a tougher guy, but yeah. I think John Wick And he looks fight. stronger. Yeah, he's definitely stronger. But the correct answer is Dutch from, and you've probably never seen the movie, the Predator from Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, yeah. It's Arnold Schwarzenegger's the best action hero okay. of all time. I mean, that's just Fair the enough. reality. It's the right answer. All right, well, I know we're out of time because you guys have to go to class. Thank you guys so much for joining me. I can't wait to have you guys back on again. Thanks for having me. Thank you.